Welcome back to The Shelf Oddities. My name is Erie. And I'm Serafina. Erie, what oddity are you feeling like today? Today, I am feeling like a mummy replica. Specifically a replica, though, because the top of the post says, not real, not real, not real. And that's how I feel. (laughs) Not real. Fake mummy. Fake. Looks good enough to be real, but it ain't. Facts. Yeah, I do feel like that's probably how we both feel about being human. Like, it's a... We're putting on a good show. Not real, though. (laughs) Uncanny Valley for both of us. What about you? What oddity are you feeling like today? I'm definitely feeling like there's like a huge chunk of smoky quartz, like raw. Um, Because that shit's everywhere in Colorado. It do be smoky outside. (laughs) It do be smoky as fuck outside. It's Today was better. And now we're... Uh, oddlings you will hear a thunderstorm in the background it hasn't hit eerie yet but it has hit me and it keeps rumbling the house a little bit so if you hear it that's what it is and i'm so grateful for it because all this wind is gonna push out all this fucking smoke yeah thank god so taylor swift is coming into town this weekend and everyone keeps making jokes about the lavender haze (laughs) which is just amazing it's actually very funny yeah it's pretty good so yeah it's been super smoky love that yesterday i had an insane headache it was great uh they said it was like every hour you were out there was like smoking uh two cigarettes yikes yeah isn't that crazy god i haven't been going anywhere or doing anything right exactly well and then that's also sucked too because like the dogs can't really go out yeah so they've been uh not happy about that, but hey, that's all right. What can you do? You know, sometimes Canada just be burning. So we hope that uh, everyone in Canada, I think we do have a couple people who listen to us in Canada. I hope you guys are okay. I hope you guys aren't breathing in like 16 cigs a day, because if it's bad here, I can only imagine that it's just awful up there. Yeah, insane there, I'm sure. Yeah, I hate that. Not a big fan of wildfires. Um... What have you been up to? Anything besides not leaving your house? <laughs> uh, not really. Work has been my my day job where I parade as an adult has just been insane lately. And I've been ramping up to the LARP, Endless Coast LARP that starts uh, next month, which is, you know, soon. <laughs> that is so soon. I've been trying to get everything ready for my new character and like making costumes and shields and working on makeup and teaching myself how to use that plastic mold stuff that people make cosplay teeth out of. Mm. Now's a great time to learn a new skill. (laughs) Um, Yes, definitely. At your busiest. Yeah. So that's pretty much been it. I haven't done a ton. I mean, that sounds like fun. I'm excited that you're getting back into LARP. Or not that you're getting back into it, but that LARP's becoming available. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm excited um, for you. Halloween decor hunting. That's a thing that's happening. Yes, it is. We've had code oranges. We um we went to Joanne's. Yeah. I posted about this on Instagram. We went to Joanne's like last weekend. And we just had a, a hell of a good time. We did. It was a great time. I bought a bunch of fabric to start making a skirt. And man, did I really get on top of that for like a day it's all i did <laughs> that's fair well it was like my recovery day so what have you been up to serafina everything <laughs> it hasn't oh. stopped 
it's in bobs, you know, large variety, learning how to sew. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, this is the first time we're recording since I've gotten back from Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I went to Colorado. <laughs> You'll find out all about that in this episode. But it was, it was just a lot. It was a family vacation and there's, we're a big family. So there was a lot of us. And um, that was taxing as a person who doesn't leave their house um, to be in a new place, but also to be in a new place with eight other people is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was beautiful and it was, it was so much fun and we did really have a good time. So uh, it was a lot, but as someone who's chronically ill and like I said, doesn't really socialize that often, um, I definitely needed a recovery day when I got home. Uh, but unfortunately for me, the other side of my family, because my parents aren't together, that side of the family decided to have a whole family reunion for the whole weekend after we got back. And um, so, yeah, when I desperately needed a rest day, I was like catching a five year old in a pool to make sure like she wasn't dying. <laughs> like I basically went from exhausted person who who needed a rest to babysitter very quickly. Oh, no. Um, which is fine. I don't, I mean, I really don't mind, but it was, it was just a lot. And that side of the family's big too. So it was like eight people left and then eight new people. Yeah. And, um, it was just, it was just a lot. So yeah, when they left and it was finally just me in a house by myself, cause Dave finally went back to work. I say, finally, it was, that was fine. It just, he left the house for the first time in like 13 days, I think. Um, or not left the house, but like went to work, wasn't right by my side for right. like, for the first time in like 13 days. Um, I just sat there and sewed and sewed <laughs> for so long. Um, I'm very excited about what that skirt's going to look like. I'm very pumped about that. But yeah, it was definitely, uh, it's the only thing I really remember from like the last week is just like my one day of sewing because it just. I get, I just kept going, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, so then it's been, like, <laughs> really smoky and really odd. And it's just been a lot. And I'm excited to be home and, like, getting back into the swing of things. But it's definitely take a, taken a huge toll. It still kind of is, which is really fun. But, yeah, <laughs> that's what's been going on with me. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of our, like, horror movie updates in something we recorded. <laughs> yeah, like a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I don't think there's any updates in that realm. I haven't seen anything new, I don't believe. No, so, yeah. it's been all quiet. On We're just all waiting for Barbie Heimer to drop. Yep. Basically. Okay, also, let's talk about... I take a week off from being on the internet and, and the internet explodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one week that you chose to take off is the one where like. So much happened all at one yeah. time. It's been a lot. It's been fine. Of course, I am the most brain rotten one with the most internet use. So I'm the one telling both sides of my family about this fucking submarine. <laughs> um which sucks it sucks that like we're recording this but it won't come out for like a week right um because with the internet it's like you talk about things but like they're already dead like uh, where we're at now like the submarine's already old news you know 
So when this episode comes out, it'll be even more older news. But also, like, I'm sorry, don't seal yourself in a white claw. Also, I'm sorry you had to die that way. But it, it it's bad on every account, you know? Yeah, it's just not good anyway. It's just not good. It's just not good. Um, but then also, do you have you heard anything about this Colin Ballinger stuff online? No, I've seen a couple TikToks, but I don't know shit about it. Oh my god! So when this comes out, it will be once again old news. So basically, I'm going to give you the quickest thing I could possibly ever give you, okay? Um, Colleen Ballinger is a YouTuber. She also has a alter ego named Miranda Sings that has a Netflix show. Okay. Um, but she's been popular on YouTube now since like the, the beginning, like 2007. And basically, a bunch of shit came to light that she was talking weird with her fans, like had group chats of like 13 to 17 year olds asking them about asking them if they were still virgins, asking them what their favorite sex position was like all of this stuff, like stuff that you should just not be. And this that's the tip of the iceberg. She's done a lot of other shit. She was bullying her fans with her other fans. Like she like this one girl who was like really sick, like they were like bullying her in this group chat and like saying like she was like faking her illness like just and also i would like to uh put out there as well when she started youtube she was like 24 so when all of this was happening she was like 31 no like 29 to like 33 i guess was like the most majority of all of this happening she also her brother is not a good person. Uh, does not does also does not talk to minors correctly. Um, w- way worse than her, um, but still, I mean, not great. And she has a huge platform where she kind of makes content that she says is like PG thirteen, but it's definitely like made for kids, um, or at least with kids in mind, right? Right. So about a month ago, all of this stuff dropped where they were like, all this stuff has happened and blah, blah, blah. And like this one kid who was like one of her biggest fans and was like her right hand man, like gave her a bunch of ideas for videos, a bunch of tweets, all this stuff. He came out in like 2020 and had said, hey, guys, like this Colleen stuff is not right. Like she's doing all this stuff, whatever. And Colleen like flipped the script on him because he was just one kid and he was like 17 at the time. 17 year old versus a 31 year old lady and she like turned her entire platform which she has like millions of subscribers right or at least she did at this time and this is like the the height of her career kind of stuff and um she like turned it around and said like he was like manipulating and all this stuff like a 16 year old was like manipulating master manipulator 16 year old yeah like has the 32 year olds all in a twist kind of bullshit anyway it worked i didn't know any of this at the time not like like what would i do <laughs> like take her down i just didn't know about it I, had, I hadn't heard about any of this so that was like a month ago and like worse stuff keeps coming out it's just a constant stream right so it's like homegirl is not doing okay she's not doing good and no one's heard from her in a month okay okay she came out. Oh my god! I don't. It's a fever dream, and I'm. You're missing. It, it, I. I'm not giving you all the context. This is a month's worth of context. I'm putting in two seconds. This woman, 36 years old. She's 36 years old at this point. Okay. Posts her video, her response video. It's titled "Hi." Oh no! And you click on this video. It's 10 minutes long. 10 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh oh. She looks at the camera. <laughs> fuck she looks at the camera and she nods her head 
and she bends down and she picks up a ukulele. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, we're back in the early 2000s. <laughs> She's gonna be quirky till the day she dies. She fucking for ten minutes plays a ukulele song. About that what? is blaming the people here. Can I, I'm gonna play some of it and honestly, like, are we allowed to play? I don't care. Else? People have pitched it down so that way, uh, like, she can't do anything about it. This video has 3.3 million views. She took a little break. She's been off the internet for a month because everyone found out she's a groomer, grooming children. And she comes back with a ukulele song. And this isn't like a thing she does. She's not Mrs. Rachel making ukulele songs. She's a musical person. Miranda Sings is like musical. Oh no. Like that's like she literally wrote a song that's called the yeah the toxic god and it's ten minutes it's ten minutes where she literally at one point here I have to find it but I don't want to like I wish I had the timestamp but she's deleting comments so people being like why like who why would you say this uh, here at one point she sings with her ukulele I'm not a groomer I'm just a loser. What the fuck is because that even she's blaming these she's blaming these kids saying like, well, I was just a weird person and had no friends. And I've been sharing my life online for so long that I thought that you guys were my friends. And clearly that's a problem. But I'm not a groomer. I'm just a loser. What the fuck? She fully sung that with a ukulele. Like she this practice it recorded it edited and uploaded it and at no point was, was like, like maybe this is a bad idea she literally at one point says you haven't heard my team doesn't want me to talk about what i want to say but i did realize that they didn't say i couldn't sing it oh my god hi everyone that's like a real thing she says oh <laughs> like God. what are you doing and she ends the video with and i quote hold on i'm not even gonna quote it i'll just let i'll let colleen play us out you know what do I mean? and then she stares at the camera and what says Oh my god. That's how she ends her video. What do I know? Right? Ma'am, you make content for children. And it's weird to be telling me that you're not a groomer as you're trying to teach me something about with a ukulele. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? So yeah, that's something that happened yesterday. Top 10 of all time. A YouTuber. Um, Worst apologies. <laughs> yes. It, yesterday was an Internet History Hall of Fame. If you don't know anything about this because i think most of our audience i actually know most of our audience is above the age of 25 so i know a lot of us aren't on the internet like that anymore but i am because chronically ill means i'm just gonna be on the fucking internet um adam mckentire i think or adam mckent i don't know how to say names guys don't drag me he's all over youtube just type in it's colleen ballinger um and you can look at apology videos or commentary like this is taken over 
the internet because like there's just so much there. I mean, she's like she's like Shane Dawson. Like she was like Shane Dawson's like good friend. Like we're talking like this is a person who's been around for a long time. Mm. And the whole time she was like asking minors about yeah 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 just asking minors about stuff that you should not be talking to my and she's like yeah i just i didn't know that i should have been doing that and it's like you were 30 you were 31 when you sent these messages i think you know you knew and her whole family's just weird there's just a lot there's just a lot there's a lot of weird shit um in the whole family so this was like witnessing the end of somebody's career basically yeah and I mean, you're um, not, not going to be making content like you used to. Uh, no, I'm. She's not going to be invited back. You know, she's. It's just not. There's not. She. You don't. If she tries to say in the song like, um, "Lies look like facts when you ignore all the gaps," and people are like, "Well, where are the gaps?" Because like Adam, the one that like came forward had like a full timeline, had like a, like we're talking a million screenshots. And then there's people who are also in the group chat sharing their screenshots. There's just so much, there's so much out there that it's like, sister, you didn't, she could, she could have come online and been like, you know what? I did that. And that was weird of me. And that was wrong. And I'm sorry to Adam. And like, even admitting (laughs) that you were wrong is, but I think she can't do that. And that's why her team wouldn't let her because she's like admitting to crimes, I think. Right. Cause her best friend had his own, group chat with her fans as well her best friend same age as her um where he like occasionally like sent porn no yeah like to like teenagers yeah which why would you do that and it's like the idea is like they both were like uh really raised like conservative christian theater kids who were like homeschooled and like they don't have these like social skills is what they're trying to portray themselves as But Colleen was only homeschooled for one year. Oh, yeah. So, like, (laughs) ma'am. Also, I'm sorry, but that excuse doesn't work when you're out of the house and you're 30 and you have access to the internet. You're 36. You've been out of your house for longer than you were in your house. Yeah, you... That's not an excuse. Like... Yeah. You... There are things that, from your childhood, that will impact you forever. Lord, do we know it. (laughs) But, like, you can unmake that yeah <laughs> like it doesn't well, also if you have the resources she had she's rich she has a therapist you know like she can you can learn you if you can buy 10 million dollar homes in la well, you can learn what the rest of us have learned since you know, since we were 12 yeah that like porn and children don't mix you know or like asking yeah. asking children if they're virgins is like not kosher especially i'm not there's no especially it's not kosher on any base i'm especially as somebody who had like a life she was married she like talked about her husband's dick size with these teenagers no yeah 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 and then they're like gruesome divorce yeah the toxic gossip train okay (laughs) all right yeah it's crazy crazy day to be on the internet um it's wonderful. I have no idea what's going to happen next. You never know, you know. So today's episode is going to be an odd one, but not in the way that you typically expect from us here. Uh, we are an equal opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> we are an equal opportunity employer, and I have a bad case of the sads. Um, 
because I'm tired. And it's as you heard earlier, it's been a whirlwind. So uh, instead of presenting you with 40 minutes plus of like really well researched, uh, like scripted oddness, I'm just giving you the only brainchild uh, that like my poor sick brain could spawn. <laughs> so let's talk about the highway. <laughs> the highway? Which one? The highway. Uh, so more specifically, Interstate 70. Uh, with and we're going to talk about its past and its present. Um, so how this all matters is that Interstate 70 is the highway that runs east to west through Colorado, but it actually runs east to west or west to east. I mean, it's just a road um, from Baltimore, Maryland, all the way to Cove Fort, Utah. Oh. So it is 2,171 miles and it passes through nine states, including our dear Ohio. It passes through Columbus and our hotel balcony had a beautiful view, including I-70. And I know you're thinking like you can see the highway from your balcony. That doesn't sound great. But the view was basically like a span of mountains, right? Mountains on the right, mountains on the left. And then you could just see like the strip of I-70 wrapping around the mountain. And it was really cool because it's it's pretty far away. I'm not going to act like it was like right outside our balcony. It's pretty far. But this highway, you'll learn, is engineered so well. And it's such a large span of space that there's basically no traffic. Um, the highway, like I said, is 2,000 miles. But even in Colorado, it's just so large that it's covering a huge span. So you don't have a lot of people who are on it. Like, it's not like rush hour. You know what I mean? It's not It's not like uh, near a major city to where there's going to be a lot of people. So it's just kind of like a cool road that you'd occasionally see cars going down, like maybe like one every three or four minutes. You know, like really nothing crazy, especially not at nighttime. And um, here's the T. Uh, the the construction of I-70 in Colorado and Utah is considered to be an engineering mark. We spent hours on this highway because you fly into Denver to get here. And Denver is basically the gate to the Rocky Mountains. Uh, our nation's youngest mountain range, <laughs> only 285 million years old. Oh, I'm sorry, 285 million years young. Let's get it correct. <laughs> yeah, for real. Don't call them old. You know, so basically... Denver's flat. You fly into Denver, it's flat. All of eastern Colorado is flat. So you fly into Denver and then you drive about 40 minutes-ish on I-70, right? You get like off the airport right onto I-70. It's not even hard because it's like it's their main thoroughfare. And then you drive about 40 minutes west and all of a sudden it's just mountains. And like when they start, they start. It's wild. You'll just be like minding your own business, driving straight. And then you take like a slight right turn and you're just like, bam, like looking at a mountain with like snow on top of it. It's just it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, But the crazy thing is that that happens multiple times while you're on I-70 because it's the prettiest highway I've ever been on in my entire life. Ever. So... There's so many times you'll like get used to the scenery, which sounds like impossible, but like you're so close to a mountain that you can't even like see mountain, right? You're just like on the highway or whatever. You're like, oh, there's the river there, whatever. And then you like take a slight right or you go downhill or you go uphill. And then all of a sudden it's a completely new vista. 
that's absolutely stunning um it's it's just crazy and the river runs along the highway oh that's so yeah and it's it's interesting because this isn't like ohio river where it's like a huge deep river where it's like brown and flat and like not all that appealing this is like a rolling river with like giant rock giant rocks walks (laughs) this is a (laughs) wow the mountain walk the mountain walk um yeah so like there's giant rocks and the water is fresh from the mountain so it's not brown it's blue like it's clear you know like it's so pretty it looks like a postcard every as you're driving on this highway every five minutes you're looking at a new postcard a new painting you know God's country. No, sorry. <laughs> no, no. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Oh, bless creation, brother. <laughs> I will be posting a lot on our Instagram when this episode comes out because I did take a picture every time we turned a corner. I was like, oh, I'm pretty rock because I'm me. So if you want to know what we're talking about, what it looks like, what the drive looks like, I got you covered because it's crazy. And every town is cute as hell. Uh, after you get into the mountains and you're going past Denver, you pass Idaho Springs, which is a crazy, like, it, it's an old mining town. But they still have all the mining equipment up and they've made somewhat of like a destination of it. They have like a very specific pizza place that everyone loves and they have some touristy stuff and, you know, bada bing, bada boom. But into the mountain is this, uh, you know, when we were in Boston and we drove uh, by like the Boston Gravel Company? Yeah. Gravel and Rock. It's like that, but like old-timey mining equipment everywhere. So just like super fun. Um, there's like old mines and stuff you can see. It's just super pretty. Um, and like that's just like that's where you start. And then it just you climb an elevation and it just gets cooler. And then there's, you know, there's like Frisco, which is a giant lake, like a huge lake. I, I don't even know how big it is, but you can see all of it because you're so high up. So you can see it all. And then there's an even higher mountain behind it. That's uh, 14,000 feet in elevation. So you're sitting at like 6,000 feet in elevation looking at this entire lake that's like below you. And this huge mountain that's, it's just crazy. The whole thing, it's wild. Coming from Ohio, where if I get on top of a hill, all I'm seeing is of corn. It was wild. It was a wild thing to experience. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, we just have corn oceans here. We really don't have anything else. I guess there's soy. Yeah. There is soy. There is soy. You are right about that. Um, and also, uh, I want to tell you before we get into the official research and facts that I can come up with, um, this highway is smooth. I hate driving. I have a fear of driving. I can't be comfortable driving. Uh, car accidents in my youth fucked my brain up when it comes to cars and drive. Like it's just awful. I can't do it. Erie can attest. I don't fuck with cars. Well, it's a hot topic because uh, I've been in the car with you for a 14-hour drive. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I hate cars. (laughs) I can't do it. It doesn't really bother me at all. I'm like, this is No, I'm not. Not you. I said you can attest to me that I hate it. I can. I can. But that's why attesting to you is rough because I'm like, I don't know how to identify with your problem here. Yeah. Well, sorry you don't have that type of trauma. <laughs> I have, uh, don't worry, got enough to cover everything else. 
Yeah, it's just bad. Yeah, we drove to Salem for 14 hours and I took multiple muscle relaxers and still couldn't calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, it just, I, I hate cars. But this highway, man, driving on it was a dream. It's funny to say, like, it's so straightforward because <laughs> you're in the fucking mountains. But it's it's just, it's super smooth. It's well-maintained. It's beautiful. So you're not focused on the road, right? You're like, fo- oh, that sounds bad. But, like, you're not, like, as a passenger, you're not, like, focused on the road. And there's not that many people. Um, and it's only a two-lane highway at its thickest. Actually, there might be some three three parts. But I think that was all around construction. So they were just making it. But... It was just, it was just really, it was just beautiful. And I think also coming from Ohio where like all of our highways have traffic cones. <laughs> Everything's under construction. It has been since like before we since were born. Since we were b- before we were born. Yeah. Plus yeah. Uh, you're talking, you know, there's like potholes and there's uneven, you know, like we'll, we'll have a strip of highway where they only redid one and you're like, why <laughs> just do all of them? Yeah, bumpy and it doesn't this whole this whole highway is so fucking smooth okay what is joe biden's plan to make every highway as smooth and efficient as 70 <laughs> i have questions and also this episode is probably only going to be interesting to my husband <laughs> <laughs> um as someone who hates driving i am lucky to have such a handsome chauffeur and he really stepped up and drove us all around um but he also really liked this highway as much as I did and he was driving. So that, if that tells you anything, um, it's just cool. It's just, it's just a cool place. And I know from Columbus to like Illinois, it's probably not that cool, but I'm telling you dog, (laughs) it was really cool. Um, so when you get from Denver and you're, and you're going to where we go, it's two and a half hours. I mean, you're spending time on this highway. It's not, but it was two and a half hours. That felt like 45 minutes of taking like a scenic tour. Which I just really appreciated, and it, it spawned a lot of conversations between the eight of us. It spawned a lot of days. Like the, we were, we were all talking. <laughs> we were risen this highway up. Okay. <laughs> so, because of the rugged and narrow terrain of the Rocky Mountains, I seventy is one of the few roads connecting Colorado ski resorts to Denver. So it's that's why I said like it's a main thoroughfare. You cannot. You you're you're not going anywhere. If you're if you're on seventy, that's how you're getting there. Towns that are like five miles away, you're not getting there unless you're taking that. It's not an option. There's no back roads, you know. So basically, descending through the eastern foothills of the Rocky Mountains, you can see the Denver skyline on a clear day. So this can like fool truckers and like other unspe- unsuspecting drivers, because you still have to traverse. 10 miles of like steep grade road before reaching the city. So you're like, oh, cool. I've made it. Just kidding, dog. <laughs> nope. You're just going to be downhill the whole time. Um, because like I said, once you're coming in, for like when you're going into it, once you hit mountain, you hit mountain. So it's basically like all downhill or all uphill and then just like flat. What did they say? Uphill both ways. Yes, exactly. This stretch of highway was where your parents went to school. Um, which would have been cool as fuck because it's beautiful. No, sorry. Anyway, so basically, you're gonna see a series of signs that are like warning truckers of steep grade on both sides because this highway goes up a mountain and down a mountain and up a mountain and down a mountain. Right? It's all over the place. Even though it doesn't really feel like it, but I'm sure in a semi, <laughs> it really does. So they have those semi emergency ramps everywhere. 
So it became a conversation on the drive into Avon um, about how those were made because my stepbrother had never seen them before except on videos on TikTok. Isn't that funny? It is really funny. Frame but, like, of reference is just TikTok. Yeah. Which I'm like, you've never like driven to like the East Coast from where we are? He's like, yeah. no, I don't think so. Because that's the thing with rich people. <laughs> they just be flying everywhere. I'm like, well, now you don't know what it looks like. Um, safer from cryptids, though. So maybe he's doing it. So basically, a brief description for those who don't know what I'm talking about. Semi-trucks are heavy as fuck, right? And their brakes are known to get a little hot when it comes to crazy downhills. And when you're flying down the mountainside and you lose control of your truck, there are these nifty little driveways that jut out from the side of the highway. And they just look like a ramp, right? But that ramp is full of gravel and rocks. So the semi is running away at a speed they can't stop. So they veer into these ramps and they come to an immediate halt because the gravel and the rock will just take that impact and then the truck won't continuously keep going. It's a, it's a, it's a good stop, right? Instead of like uh, careening off the side of a mountain. Yes, exactly. Those are your options. You either kill everybody on the highway <laughs> into a fiery death, fast and furious style, or you hit one of these ramps and you just stop like the front part of your engine goes in and your front wheels slide and stop. So because I'm my father's daughter, at the same time, we say out loud, how many people you think died before they figured that out? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So <laughs> that many. Was the first conversation. And um, I couldn't really find anything about like lifetime or like before then because the internet didn't exist around there. Record keeping wasn't great. Um, but I can imagine it was an, a fair few. Uh, before they realized that it happened. But I did find out that that became a thing before seatbelts did. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but I did find out that uh, in Colorado specifically, I found such a small set of data, but I did think it was interesting to find. Um, they have been used a total of 13 times since 2016. All of Colorado. I mean, that's really not that many. It's not that bad. I mean, I can imagine back in the day before we had a lot of the the technology that we have now, it was a lot worse. That's 13 times a bunch of people didn't die, you know? And like, yeah. that's pretty rad. I mean, thank God they only needed them 13 times, but it's kind of crazy. And uh, if you're wondering what happens once the truck is stuck in the gravel, they just call a towing company. Um, I did find a quote on how much it would cost. And uh, this is also a quote of a person. It's kind of weird to say it's a quote of a quote. <laughs> uh, you're probably going to look in the neighborhood of $2,500, said oh. Steve Carver, owner of Big Steve's Towing and Gypsum, which is Hell part yeah. right? Hell yeah, dog. Uh, which is part of the Colorado State Patrol's rotation of trucking companies, which they call in to remove the wrecks. Carver is also the mayor of Gypsum. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. He's a mayor. Yeah, he's a mayor. And uh, why'd you say it like that? He's a, he's a mayor. He's the mayor. Mayor. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Big Steve's towing um, is running the town Big of Steve's Gibson. Big Steve's mayor, honestly. Yeah, we love that. I'd vote for him, you know. 
He's only yeah. charging people $2,500 to tow out a semi from a freaking death parade. That's not bad. That's honestly a steal of a deal. I think so, too. I mean, $2,500 or death. I'm t- I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna choose the $2,500. Well, depends on the day. I'm going to choose $2,500. <laughs> well, um, my therapist, if you're listening, this is a joke. <laughs> right. I just love Colorado so much, though, because like that's like the vibe of like, Everyone's there to freaking tow trucks and be the mayor at the same time. Steve Carver, like, I would get a beer with that man and, like, hang out. Yep. And by a beer, I mean a blunt because it's 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 Colorado. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Colorado is just great. The people there are awesome. I couldn't find uh, that kind of data nationally, which sucks. But I did find out that... <laughs> There is an estimated 4,000 runaway truck incidents per year in the U.S. Considering how many trucks are driving all the time. There's, there's 4,000 semis in Ohio. Yeah, that number's really not that high. No, it's not. I would say that maybe Cincinnati. I mean, truly. So, what, <laughs> so it actually, uh, to further that point, that actually accounts for less than 1% of all truck crashes. Hell yeah. So like it's not like that big of a deal, but when they do happen and and it's and they don't find a runaway place, it's really bad. So of those, the majority of drivers are able to run away truck ramp and only damage their own vehicle and merchandise, which is great. Nice. Um, unfortunately, though, those numbers um, for that that figure, it does roughly translate that. One in four runaway trucks are unable to get off the road and end up crashing into nearby cars. No. So like 75% (laughs) (laughs) is great. But yeah, so I mean, 70 or 25% of 4,000. So that's like a thousand a year of trucks just not being able to make it, which a thousand considering the fact of how many are probably on I-70 right now. And that's just one of a million highways. Not terrible. I mean, at least they're, that's like 3,000, you know, trucks a year. And and we have the technology now. But yeah, looking, I could not find any figures of like over time, like what that looks like nationally, like around mountains. But man, I would not want to be a semi-truck driver. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm good. I, I really am good. Um, I also can't even, I know that it was probably safer because one, they're not hauling that much. They were never hauling that much. But also the idea of someone like in a wagon. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. But the idea of someone in a wagon needing like a when they weren't there because they were the first people to ever go down that side of the mountain in a wagon, like Oh fuck. I mean I've played Red Dead Redemption too. I know how bad it is to move wagons. Around. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Terrible. Plus you're dying of dysentery at the same time. It's just a it's a mess. Plus you're eating each other depending upon where you are, you know. Oh, they didn't go through Colorado. We'll talk about that later. Well, um, I know they didn't, but I'm just saying other people did. Wagon, other cannibals did. So what's interesting and what I found out, so of this 2,100 miles, the last section of I-70 to be completed was actually a 15 mile or 24 kilometer, depending where you are in the world, um, space around Glenwood Canyon, which is about 45 minutes from where we were staying. So like we like drove near like the youngest part of this highway, which is in 92 which 92 is crazy. So like this whole highway is older than me, in better condition. But the highways that have been being worked on since before I was born are still being worked on. 
And are still garbage. And are still garbage, dude. They're trash. So Glenwood actually has the nation's largest hot spring. Ooh. Yeah, really cool. It's like an Olympic-sized pool, basically. That's cool. It is cool. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it because we went on vacation with some Lamos that did not want to go, which was annoying, but what can you do? Um, Anyway, so this stretch was completed in 1992, and this is a part that was truly the engineering marvel to say. Uh, Due to extremely difficult terrain and narrow space in the canyon, it requires corners that are sharper than normal than interstate standards in the country. So basically, it just like it just jets off and like it's really not that bad, but it is. I mean, it's not great. (laughs) No Tokyo drifting. No Tokyo drifting. Yeah, basically like just take it easy, brother. Just chill. (laughs) The slow and the not furious. Right. The relaxed and the slow. (laughs) The relaxed. Well, relaxed because of the blunts, right? Yes, exactly. The blunts, the, the joints. Um, I couldn't think of another R word except for one. Um, relaxed and... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> Relax so- and Red Dead, you know? You relaxed and Red Dead. That's what <laughs> Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> um, so what's interesting about that is that uh, construction was actually delayed for many years due to environmental concerns. Uh, that's actually a huge thing in um, I-70, especially when you get to the more Western states where that um, red and blue line uh, meet on the political map. Um, there's a lot of like, we got to protect the fucking bears. Um <laughs> And also, we have got to protect all of the wildlife because, man, the wildlife out there is crazy. You can, like, see, like, mountain goats and rams and elk and moose and bears all in, like, five minutes. Jesus. Did I see any? No. variety. You didn't see a single bear? What's the point? Um, I honestly did not. (laughs) I didn't leave my hotel room. But we we were in, like, a walkable city. Hmm. So I only really left our hotel like I think twice or maybe three times in that whole time because I hate driving. (laughs) Um, And also, yeah, there was just everything was walkable, but also a lot of us were just mega stoned. And if you could walk to dinner, that's way better than drive to dinner, you know? Um, So... Because of uh, the difficulties building the road in the canyon... Uh, They were also compounded by the fact that the Denver and the Rio Grande Western Railroad occupied the south bank of the canyon. Um, So many temporary construction projects took place to keep other roads um, open at the time uh, to like kind of be a workaround. But much of the highway is elevated above the Colorado River. Mm. That's the river that flows around. So the speed limit in this section is 50 miles an hour <laughs> due to the limited sight distance and the fast and furious corners. Your Tokyo drifting can only be done at 50. <laughs> um, but the rest of I-70 in this area is typically like 70 to 75 because you got to go a long way. You know, like it's there's some parts of it that are like 80 because it's like a flat span that like there's nothing around for two hours. So we're just going right. to punch it. So we actually went through this long tunnel that went through the mountain. And I found some really cool uh, info on it. So it's actually the Eisenhower Johnson Memorial Tunnel. And it's the highest vehicular tunnel in North America. 
and it's also the longest tunnel built under the interstate program. It is kind of cool that it goes like in mountains. It's in and it, you're in there for a while. Like it's like a it's a long tunnel and you kind of forget that you're like in a mountain, but at first when you approach it you're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> What in the wily coyote? Yeah, like, oh, dog, we're going through this, ho. Um, but what's interesting is it actually passes through the Continental Divide. Oh, okay. So basically, the Continental Divide, they call it like a hydrological device. It's a river, right? It's a river, but it starts at the tip of Alaska, and it runs all the way through the tip of Mexico. So it's not even just like a, a country divide. It's the fourth American continent. Which is pretty rad. It is really cool, I thought. Um, And I didn't know that when you're driving through it. There might have been signs, but I didn't see them. But what's interesting is that, or at least the the thing that's interesting to me, maybe no one else, is that because of the high elevation, because this is the highest elevation of any tunnel, right, in, in our system, the machines that they were using couldn't work as fast as expected. Oh, okay. So the pro- uh, the productivity was significantly less than planned. Uh, the frustration actually prompted an engineer. Where we were going by the book, but the damn mountain can't read. <laughs> Which is so funny to me. Who said that? Just like an engineer. That's so yeah. funny. And just like talking to like a local reporter. They're like, why is this taking going by the book mountain can't fucking read though dog <laughs> that is that is amazing that guy's name was jim like for sure right 100 and he's also he was the gypsum at the time yeah, he, he was the mayor he was the mayor his son steve is now mayor. the mayor so it was actually it was only supposed to take three years in total, it ended up taking more than nine years to complete oh lord yeah he was mad dude he tried to teach the mountain how to read Somebody bring that mountain some hooked on phonics. (laughs) Right, exactly. ABC mouse to this bitch. So in describing it, it is a 40 feet wide by 48 foot tall rectangle that they're putting through this mountain. Okay. Through a huge mountain. I don't know how long it is. Mile is long, but the public road is actually only about uh, 16 feet wide by 40 feet tall. And the reason for that is because the space above and below it is also used. This space above is like for signals and radars and like um, traffic control and stuff like that. But underneath it is a whole damn river. They put the They put the river, the continental underneath that tunnel. The fucking continental divide. Yeah, dude. And it was, it was so weird to me because I kept wondering water everywhere. And I was like, I'm in a mountain springs or whatever but it's like there's like water with enough pressure it was like coming through the sides mm-hmm. and i was like why it's like well there's a damn river underneath you you just don't know not it's just like, oh. any river the fucking continental, continental divide. yeah and you're just like driving over it none the wiser you're driving through you're driving over a river through a mountain to grandma's house we go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. It was just, it was really cool. But yeah, I didn't know. I like the a memorial tunnel. It's all over the place. But I didn't know it was like this huge, the largest under mountain, highest elevation. I th- I just thought that was really cool. It's just, it's truly one of the coolest highways I've ever been on. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my dad actually told me that he and my mom were dating, and they lived in LA. 
they're both from this side of the country. They're both from Ohio. Um, so they took a road trip home from LA to basically damn near Pittsburgh to my mom's hometown, driving 17 hours a day. Fuck that. Just on I-70. I mean, they had to get to I-70 from California to Utah, but I-70 all the way home. Um, and also on top of that, they had a puppy with them, a puppy in a car. No. Yeah, crazy. Um, That puppy's name was Boomer. And Boomer was the Australian Shepherd that I love so much that it Mm -hmm. actually inspired me to find Juniper. So Juniper is also basically Boomer's twin. They looked exactly, they look exactly the same. So it was like this really weird full circle of like, here I am on this highway that my parents and like their sweet baby dog were on like a few years before I was born. Mm-hmm. And then my dad also said that the trip from Denver to Utah is insane. Like the views that I were seeing that I keep talking about is apparently like nothing compared to what it looks like deeper into Colorado and Utah. Which if you don't know what Utah looks like, YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> Utah looks <laughs> like another planet, basically. Like Colorado has the greenery, right? We got the trees and the wildlife and all that. You desert with basically like giant red rocks that just like come up from the ground yeah, it's and like are Mars. shaped. Yeah. It's like Mars basically. Uh, and, and 70 goes right through it all. So yeah, he said that uh, it was, it was really cool. And then I 70 connects to a bunch of different highways at the end of there. So basically we could drive up to Columbus and stay on the same road and end up near Vegas, That's which crazy. is crazy to me. It's just crazy. And it's just like a straight line. It's just like a perfect little thing. Um, So now that I've done like a little marketing for this random stretch of road, um, I do want to share some wacky things I found out while researching. Um, America loves its roadside attractions, right? We all know that the giant corn or like the giant Giant potato. Giant ball of yarn. Exactly. Hell is real. Hell is real. Um, and when you have people coming from, I mean, from Baltimore to fucking Utah, dog, it's the whole country and everyone uses it. Um, you know, when you have that many eyes on the sides of your roads, why wouldn't you put up a 16 foot Elvis holding a cross? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that? Man, not, you you know, know, like everyone fucking hated him because his music was the devil, but go off roadside attraction. Um, what's crazy is that on, so this is on mile of I-70 in Missouri, a Baptist minister named Bill Beanie converted an empty laundromat into a museum dedicated to proving that Elvis did not die in 1977. Oh, yes. When the conspiracy (laughs) theory goes that far. That far, dog. Uh, Displays included declassified files released by the FBI, photographs, DNA reports, replicas of his gravestone, his Cadillac, and the casket from the 1977 funeral, completed with a wax Elvis cadaver in it. Okay. All right. And he got people to go to this museum by putting a giant blue suede Elvis, 16 foot tall, holding the cross. As as one would, he's bathed in his blood. He is. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, in 2007, he actually sold the entire museum on eBay to a man who moved it to Mississippi. Could you imagine? He sold in a museum on eBay. On eBay. The whole thing on eBay to one man. Good for that one man who bought it and moved it to Mississippi, at least. Right. Um, but unfortunately, uh, to take a 16-foot Elvis statue to Mississippi, 
still there. Oh, you can't get that delivered? Um, uh, and in 2007, I mean, they might have been able. It was probably really expensive. I mean, he already wow. bought the whole damn thing on eBay. I don't know how much funds he had left over. So now Elvis is just chilling without his. Yeah. So basically, yeah. it's like the ghost of Elvis's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy. I don't. I don't understand. Um, it's also uh 15 years he erected this museum 15 years after elvis died talk about a legacy he was just really thinking about it and he's like you know i just got to get this out of my brain i'm gonna be honest and call it right now that was his hyper yeah that was his hyper fixation mr bill beanie i think (laughs) i think you might have had a touch of the tism you might have had a big old a 16 foot touch of the tism Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. Um, another cool thing about I-70, you know, being through the mountains all along the highway, there's just like chunks of mountains that's been carved out for the road, exposing rock layers from millions of years ago. So there's just like shark teeth and fossils of like prehistoric marine life. Um, like, you know, remnants of that like giant sea we all used to live under basically, it's hard as fuck to see when you're going at 70 miles an hour, but then, like, when you're just sitting there pondering, like, how people did this in wagons, like, there's also years, millions of years of history just sitting also right next to you. Like, you're, I don't know, like, if I'm the only person that goes to new places and it's like, oh my god, all the people who have been here and I've, like, never been here, like, what a weird place in history, but this place, like, it, it just all felt like it. Like, looking up at the sky was odd. Because it was like, this is a different sky. Like, same sky, but also different sky in the sense of, like, how many people, you know, yeah, this, the moon from this exact perspective. It's just crazy to me to think. So let's talk about history, because there's many a cemetery right off I-70. Um, there's some pretty famous ones. Like, there's, like, Stoll Cemetery and, like, a couple, like, old mining town cemeteries. But I-70 was once a wagon path. Well, technically, I-70 runs alongside an old wagon path. But parts of I-70 are just old roads that they updated and melded together to fit as one highway. Which I think is kind of cool because it's just like people started going out west and went that same path. And a lot of them died and they just buried them like right next to the road. Oh, yeah, because it's not like... Yeah, where are you going to go? You don't have to embalming yeah. skills right because we didn't get embalming really in the u.s until yeah. um the civil war so before that also how are you going to transport a corpse corpses be heavy yo corpses do be heavy also can we talk about there were so many times on vacation that different topics of our podcast came up like embalming we were talking about that because someone was talking about the civil war and and all this stuff and I was like, oh, yeah, embalming. Like, we were talking about this, like, embalming the Civil War is so important because people wanted to see their soldiers, you know, from half a country away. Like, it was like there was multiple times I was like referencing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just comes up a lot for me. Um, so I did check, and the Donner Party didn't actually step foot in Colorado, but they did travel down the I 70 path for a long while until they passed Kansas. That's so interesting. Yeah, because it, it was like a main, it was just a main thoroughfare in Ohio to Denver. It's basically flat. So it's like, well, if you're just going on that path, you're going to stay there. So for a lot of these 2000 miles, you're traveling like a, about a thousand plus miles of like old, old stuff. Like how did the people 
from the East Coast get out West, like the I-70 route, which I just think is crazy that you're like, I just couldn't get over it. I still kind of can't get over it. The idea that people set out in wagons in Baltimore, Maryland, and traveled out West and passed through all of these states and all these places. And they used it so frequently that we just paved the shit once we got there, which I just think is cool. It is cool. I mean, obviously things are usually a main thoroughfare for a reason, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, also, I do think that the Donners would have gone through the I-70 path if Hastings didn't fuck them over. Yeah, fuck Hastings. That fucking guy, dude. Why do you have to get involved? Anyway, so um, let's get back to the fun stuff. There's also something called Truck Henge off of I-70. What? Yeah, it's trucks buried vertically to resemble Stonehenge. I love everything about that. It's so funny. I love America. Like, me and the boys are going to go bury some trucks. See you later, Darlene. Like, I love America. That is so funny. Like, you just you just had extra trucks laying around? Yeah, I mean, they were just like, here's some trucks that we ran onto some driveway ramps on the side of a highway. Right, exactly. It's actually a, a tribute <laughs> to the 13 people. Just kidding. It's been around for a long time. <laughs> But that's a, if you're driving on I-70, you'll see a sign for truck henge. And honestly, you should stop. It sounds amazing. Um, and then something natural um, is there's this uh, Mushroom Rock State Park, which is exactly what you think it is. Like rocks that through time have been eroded to look like mushrooms. That is amazing. It's natural. Like no one carved them. They're just giant mushrooms. Alice in Wonderland type shit, you know? Could you imagine the Germans took on like a major undertaking to car I-70 when they immigrated? But could you imagine they just like stumble upon rocks that look like mushrooms? And they're like, oh, this is normal. Well, what's fun too is like when we see those things, I think that there's some sort of um, like part of us that's like, oh, that could be machine made, right? But back then, there were no machines. No, that, yeah. You literally like, did these sprout from the ground? Like, are these did mushrooms? Did some man or woman trap themselves in the forest and right. carve these themselves? Like, it was... Right. And that, like, wasn't a thing. Like, people didn't have time to, like, sit around and carve rocks for fun. Yeah. They were trying to, like, eat. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, thought, I just thought it was huge. So could you imagine where you're like, all right, Timmy, it's raining. Get under the giant mushroom. Yeah. Or, like, people just, they're like, oh, well, we're going to stop the wagon here and we're just going to hang. Yeah, get the horses under the mushroom. <laughs> like, I just love it. I, I just think that there's something so funny about it. I also think that whenever I hear about things that are, like, crazy that this country does, and, and not in the awful sense, in the, like, the like naturally, right? Like, the Grand Canyon or, like, mushroom rocks or whatever. All I can think about is, like, Native Americans and their stories. And them being like, oh, well, you know this came from this, which came from this, like the earth mother put these mushrooms here for like a, sp- a s- specific reason, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like how magical that also must have felt because like you can't explain this. Right. And they don't know like erosion. Um, they might've, they might've known erosion. White people did not know about erosion until like very, and, and very recently in the grand scheme of things, you know? Yeah. So, like, the idea that, like, oh, these are giant mushrooms that just, but they're rock. So, are they, like, from an older time where, like, mushrooms were just this big and they were petrified? I don't know. I just think they're cool. And then, lastly, for when it comes to (laughs) roadside attractions, there's also something called the Garden of Eden, 
which looks very Tim Burton-esque. I will put a picture up on Instagram or Google it to see a lot more. The Garden of Eden is a world-renowned grassroots art site. S.P. Dinsmore uh, was a retired Civil War veteran. Uh, He was eccentric, very talented, and an artist who transformed every inch of his house and yard into unique artworks. He started building the Garden of Eden in 1904 at the age of 64. His sculptures hold deep political meanings related to religion and the treatment of the common person. And on the tour, you can even see his own mummified body in the mausoleum he made himself. Good for him. It's crazy. Uh, You should look it up. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It's just uh, cool. I mean, to be doing that. Yeah. I mean, war affects a lot of people in different ways. And he said, you know what, actually? I'm going to do something about it. And then I'm going to mummify myself and put myself in the backyard. He's a real mummy, not a fake mummy. That is, yeah, he's a, when you said that earlier, so funny. (laughs) It's like play directly into my podcast. Um, Yeah, absolutely wild. And then, of course, you know that I'm not going to leave you without your daily dose of cryptids. Um, I will say there's a fair few sightings of UFOs out west, of course. Um, But there is an interesting story that I found on I-70 in Colorado from 2019. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Um, So this report um, was given to the Phantoms and Monsters site, um, which I don't know if that's very popular, but I did find this here and I'm appreciative of it. I did find it in a different other spot too, where like journalists had reported on it and stuff like that. And like local police had responded to it. So like, it's like a thing that happened or well, a thing that was investigated. So a mother and daughter were traveling to Colorado to bring the daughter back from a school in New York. And they had been traveling all day, which is common on I-70. You're you, With people who have seen things or noticed things on I-70, they're tired, right? It's 1 a.m. They've been driving for 12 hours, like, oh, you know, like a long time. They've probably stopped in other places. And so they wanted to pull off on Highway 70 into the parking lot of a restaurant. And it was... 1 a.m. It's small town. Uh, small towns out there. They go to bed early. It's kind of like staying in an island. Like <laughs> after after a certain amount of time, like there's just no one about. And um, but also because there's a lot of wildlife that is like out there. You don't want to be like caught. Yeah, you don't want to get like fist fighting an elk at like fucking. Right. Exactly. You're not. You're not trying to be out when the bears are out. You know. And um. They had found kind of a parking lot in a spot of town that was like kind of deserted. And they felt odd about, you know, like being there and where they had parked. But um, it only kind of got a lot, a little bit worse. So basically, the mom, uh, this is her quote, where she said, I locked up and finally got to close my eyes. And all of a sudden, my daughter got even more scared. She kept saying she didn't feel right and that she felt something watching her. She turned around and screamed that she saw this man staring at us through one of the windows of the restaurant that we had parked at. And as she had said that, I got this huge rush of fear running through me and I felt like we needed to leave right that instant. I didn't even look. I just started the car and peeled off. When I looked back, I didn't see it, but I did feel it. And it was enough for me to speed the fuck out of there. 
And then my daughter screamed, it's behind us. You need to go faster. Oh, no. I was trying to get back out on the highway and remember the type of to it where if you turn wrong, it lead you in a circle right back to the same. This woman had never seen a roundabout, okay? So they got onto the highway. And as she's getting onto the highway, she sees it. Um, she, she reports seeing a really tall man priest attire on the side of the road. No. Smiling and waving at them. And she saw it about every mile or so. No. In a different location. It followed them all the way to Topeka. And then it just stopped. So we're talking like, we're talking like a good amount of miles. We're talking like 50 plus miles that she's going and and we're talking i-70 that late at night you're maybe gonna see two or three other people that entire time it's just such a huge span that like there's not a lot like there's just not a lot of traffic so she fully just saw her and her daughter both just like saw this person and like they were like try to get pictures of it and there are some pictures the pictures aren't wonderful but also she was going 100 miles an hour and you can like see that in some of the pictures like her speedometer is crazy um so like i won't i won't call the pictures good but the daughter said that's the most scared i've ever been but um when we finally got home we to the town and its history but we could never find anything about a priest haunting the area I'm just glad we got out of there. It felt like we were being hunted. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, I hate that. And like the police had said like that wasn't the first time they had heard something like that. No. Yeah. They didn't give any more details, but they're like, yeah, that's not like an uncommon thing to hear. Like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I need answers. What do you mean? That's not a common thing. Like so much you're not phased by it anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, we hear about this creepy priest man pretty frequently. It's fine. It's fine. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking about? And also, it travels. It travels, like, a long time. Which is not good. I hate it. I really hate it. I was uh, imagining, like, the Enderman in Minecraft. That's how it's traveling. (laughs) It's like, hello. I'm just here. Like, waving and smiling. Ugh. No, thank you. I'm good. Go back to your restaurant, sir. You have customers. Um, I would also like to leave you with the fact that I-70 is also one of the only ways that you can get to the infamous Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yes. Yes, I did say that out loud. I typically call them sex workers. Um, but I felt like being very clear. Someone check in on me later. Um, we will do an episode at some point, I'm sure. On the ranch. But this highway goes over some of the hottest spots for cryptids in our country. People have reported seeing weird things cross the highways or like hang off the mountainsides. No, thank you. Yeah. And um, that's just, it's just a lot for me. Um, It's definitely like sex worker country out there. Uh, 100%. The entire time we were driving, I was like, we're not at night. Like, I can't, I cannot see it. But like, could you imagine like, I'm out there look, being like, oh, look, you can see all these fossils on the side of the road. And then all of a sudden there's like, bam, weird priest man waving at me off the side of the no. mountain. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate I it. I do not want to experience. Yeah, me fucking either. I, I don't love it. Um, but also I-70 goes through uh, where Sex Worker Ranch is, uh, which is so funny. That's also the Bunny Ranch. I'm specifically talking about the cryptid place. <laughs> This highway stretches through 
like the county that is like the most highly reported encrypted sightings. Oh. In the country. Um, which also is where the ranch is as well. So like that whole area is fucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to do with that ranch. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh hate it. Actually, uh in the Ghost Adventures episode, our you know, the Ghost Adventures podcast that we run. Um, the Ghost Adventures <laughs> episode is uh, you see them driving on I-70 multiple times in the episode. Same okay. highway. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I think in that specific area, I don't think it's, you know, people being a little tired. But for the rest of it, I mean, is it the case of drivers who've been on the road for long hours? Or is it simply just that we cut through mountains older than imagination? And disturb things that have lived there for a long time. I think that's up for you to decide, sweet oddlings. I think that it's column A and column B. Yeah, I think I would agree that we you. see things all the time when we're like sleepy, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, shit hanging off of the mountains and all of that. Mm, no, that's real. No, I yes, it, definitely. I've seen things, just not not there. We had a lovely drive, <laughs> <laughs> a very lovely not. Yeah. Uh, you know, interrupted by weird monster creatures drive. Yeah. It was great. Um Good. we have talked about doing a road trip where we fly into Denver and then do the road trip from Denver to Utah just to see what it looks like, which means I have to pass by all this stuff I've now talked about. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Very excited. I just want to see it. It was it was just truly cool. Thank you guys for listening to me ramble about a certain stretch of highway for a long time. It and honestly, it was awe inspiring and it was like the only thing my brain could think of at all um for a really long time because it was just cool. It was it was one of the coolest experiences I've had. I've hated traveling for a really long time year. I've gone to some places I really like and it's been really fun. So thanks for listening to me talk about that. Is there anything you want to say, my dear? No, I think we, uh, you know, covered uh, this way, that way, and all of the weird truck driveways in between. (laughs) East to west, up to down, we've got it all. So, if you're out there on the highways, be careful around the mountain. Don't look on the mountainsides uh, at nighttime. And stay out, Arcadia.